Welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's go through the round that was the bye round, round 13. Uh, I will start off with Thursday. In this one, I'm going to do Thursday and Friday. In the next one, I'll do Saturday and Sunday. Since there's less games, you know, there's less to cover. Uh, it's just easier if I do it into podcasts rather than four. So let's start off with the Thursday game, the Dolphins v the Dragons. It was somewhat what you thought it would be, obviously, both both sides having key players out, uh, more so the Dragons having Ben Hunt out of this team. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, the Dolphins were fantastic. I think the Dragons def- definitely had a shot at winning this game. You know, they were playing really good footy at the start. Yeah, I really liked how Tyrell Sloan was combining with Jaden Sullivan and Talatau Amon. Uh, but, you know, it just wasn't crisp enough. And I think that the Dolphins completing it slightly a higher rate than the Dragons was the difference. Also, some a few areas from the Dragons, but I think the main turning point for them in terms of their confidence was when uh, Jack DeBellin obviously got sent to the bin uh, for something quite minor. I, think, I don't really don't think he should have been sent to the bin for it. I think it was pretty uh, controversial, obviously, that night. Uh, it definitely wasn't sin bin worthy. I mean, if you go back and actually watch uh, the dangerous tackle that he actually did, it wasn't too bad. It definitely wasn't 10 minute in the bin worthy. Regardless, I still thought that he was one of the best players on the field. I mean, 56 tackles, 100 13 metres. He was quite good when he was on the field. It was a shame that he got sent to the bin and obviously people are going to focus on that rather than the game that he had but it was a super solid performance from him. He was definitely one of the key forwards in the middle for the Dragons. 50, 56 tackles is a massive effort uh, as well for Jack DeBellin and he's been doing great things over the past few weeks as well so uh, credit to Jack DeBellin there. He had a really solid game in the forwards. Uh, both sides completed well as I said before. The Dolphins had finished the game with 85 percent uh, completion rate compared to the Dragons 81. So it was very, very close. Uh, the interesting thing is now the Dolphins did win and they won big more so towards the end of the game. But it was 43 tackles missed for them throughout this entire game compared to the Dragons, 23. So they missed double the amount of tackles, which probably should have been a reason that the Dragons would have won this game. But obviously, that is not the case. Um, Yeah, look, as I said, I was impressed with the fact that uh, the spine was connecting so well. I loved Jacob Little. I thought that some of his effort areas were great. I thought that he was really dangerous running the football. Uh, There were some key moments where he looked like he was going to set something up. out of nothing pretty much. He was really, really solid. And as I said, the spine looking quite good. But uh, yeah, Anthony Milford was insane. I thought that he was fantastic. You know, every time he got the ball in his hands, you thought, is he going to kick? Is he going to run it? Very dynamic, very unpredictable. Uh, I found that he was very, very dangerous in this game, Anthony Milford. I mean, take a look at Milford's stats here. He ran for 100 metres, which for a half is pretty good. Uh, 12 post-contact, one line break, one try assist, uh, two tackle busts as well. Pretty solid performance there from Anthony Milford. I mean, coming into this side, trying to prove a point, trying to keep a position as well. Uh, We know we were talking about it on the podcast the other day. Should Anthony Milford take the six jersey over Cody Nicarima? For me, I'm not going to. I'm not going to judge it off one game. That's for sure. But you know, I think that Milford would be a better choice, particularly because of the fact that Cody Nicarima uh, is a better 14. He can come on and play nine to a really high standard. Uh, Some would argue he's a better nine than he is a six, which I 
I can actually agree with. You know, he can, he can play fullback. He can play uh, other positions, whereas Anthony Milford, I really like him just in the halves, and I think that he'll do a really good job. In the halves, he's very dangerous there, and he'll be quite good there until, obviously, Sean O'Sullivan comes back from that peck injury, which could be quite soon. I'm not sure how long he's been out for. I'm pretty sure he was out uh, from that in round five or six, so he should be back t- sometime soon, uh, which will be exciting for the Dolphins. Uh, be very interesting to see how they shuffle the team around still as well with uh, Sean O'Sullivan coming back into this side. Uh, some other awesome performances as well. Tessie New, 202 metres, 60 post-contact metres, two tackle busts. Cody Nikarima had three tackle busts in this game. So did Jermaine Asako. So some solid performances there. Uh, obviously, uh, Asako running for 131 metres, getting two tries, scoring 18 points in this game. Uh, Kenny Bromwich in the front row as well, in the back row, sorry, moving back into the back row, uh, ran for 139 metres. Lemuelu ran for 149 metres. I was spewing because I had him as an anytime try scorer, Colony Lemuelu, uh, and he didn't get over for me. He had a really solid game, though. Uh, 16 hit ups as well, and uh, yeah, just so solid for this team. The most hit ups in this team uh, for the Dolphins. So credit to Colony Lemuelu. Very, very dangerous. Um, yeah, there were some really solid performances off the bench as well. Jared Wallace, Mark Nichols, both running for 130 meters each. You take a look at this Dragon side. I mean, some solid performances from these guys as well. Fagai, Matt Fagai was running for 167 metres in this game. Awesome stuff there. Uh, both centres running for 140 metres, Zach Lomax and Moses Sully. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day, if you have to pinpoint a specific thing as to why the Dolphins won, uh, you know, it was a very fast game of football. And I think the Dragons just really couldn't keep up with the style of play of the Dolphins as well. The Dolphins are now two from two at KO Stadium, having beaten the Raiders there earlier this season. And the Dragons have won just one of their past 21 games played outside New South Wales. So a pretty hectic stat there uh, for the Dragons. Player of the match, though, has to be Jermaine Asako. He was so dangerous. He was very, very elusive. Uh, it was great um, with those Milford kicks. He was really, really good in the air as well. Uh, a lot of things for Jermaine Asako that went right for him in his 100th game as well. Uh, he had a personal haul of 18 points, as we said before, uh, and obviously that helped beat the Dragons 26-12 to 12 in that one. Uh, we move on to the Friday game, which was the Eels v. the Cowboys. Now, the Eels overcame the absence of their entire grand final forward pack and early injury to new recruit Joe Offahangaway, obviously going down with a calf injury. He's going to be out for the next few weeks, it looks like, uh, to hold out the Cowboys 24-16 at Combank Stadium. Now, it was a massive improvement from the Cowboys, a massive improvement because obviously they were shocking through the middle uh, in terms of their defense and their attack last week. The only forward really having a go last weekend was Ruben Cotter. Other than that, it was pretty shocking through the middle and on their edges as well. As, as a team, they had a lot to improve on uh, from last week. They came into this game really strong. Uh, and, you know, that comes off the back of some of their forwards as well. Being, you know, Ruben Cotter, being Griffin Neem. I thought that he was massive coming back into this team as well. You know, there were some real performances off the bench that really helped this Cowboys team get a bit of a lift. I thought that Gozaweski was quite so 
solid. You know, he was getting hit hard a few times and just kept getting up, kept looking for that next job, which was really, really impressive to see. Uh, but yeah, look, it was a really solid game from the Cowboys and they were very unlucky not to win that one at the end. Kyle Felt getting two tries as he usually does in this game as well. You know, it was a really solid game from the Cowboys. As I said, just very, very unlucky uh, not to get the win here. Uh, Wiramu Greg ran for 145 metres with the ball, the most of the Eels forwards, and he was supported by Jermaine Hopgood, who obviously ran for 137 metres. Off Hickey Ogden, which I think this is his best game in a uh, Parramatta jumper as well, 122 metres. And Bryce Cartwright, 104. And I thought that, hey, again was solid this week, not just in attack, but in his defence as well. That flick pass around the back to Clint Gutherson, although it didn't come off in the end, uh, the, the entire play didn't come off at the end. That flick pass was insane. Um, yeah, really solid performances from the Eels forward pack. Uh, Josh Hodson made his 150th NRL appearance, uh, but the Englishman played just 30 minutes with rookie Brad, Brendan hands taking over the dummy half duties for the final 50 minutes. I was very surprised that he only got 30 minutes in this game, Josh Hodgson actually, but in saying that, I thought that Brendan Hands, uh, when he was on the field, the side just looked a little bit more dangerous to Eels. So, uh, yeah, something to definitely think about going into the next few weeks. Could we see Josh Hodgson move into the 14 jersey? It'll be a very, very hectic top topic of discussion going into the next few weeks. We were talking about best performances in a Paramount jumper. Will Panasani was fucking outstanding. Eight tackle breaks uh, in this game as well. Bailey Simonson, seven. So the centers for the Eels were really, really solid. Uh, PNG winger Robert Derby ran for 189 metres on the wing for the Cowboys in his NRL debut. He was super solid as well, uh, bumping out of a few tackles as well, did Robert Derby in his debut. Uh, Zach Laybutt, now we were talking about, you know, are these both of these guys debuting, obviously, when we're talking about the preview. Uh, Laybutt, the name is familiar because his older brother is the bloke that plays six for the PNG side as well, uh, but he is the younger brother there, Zach Laybutt. But so that's why there was a little bit of confusion. As I said, Griffin name 123 meters. He was the only Cowboys forward to run more than 100 meters with the ball. Again, that was just a thing that got the Cowboys. You know, they weren't getting you know anywhere with their runs other than Griffin name. I thought that he was solid. Uh, whereas the Eels forwards, they were really making a statement through the middle. Uh, and I thought that the Eels defense as well was super super solid. Uh, Mike Acevo is the NRL's top try scorer now with 50. 15 tries, taking his career tally to 82 in 96 games, which is a pretty solid stats there. Uh, Sevo's second half try drew him level with fellow Fiji winger Sammy Radradra as the fifth highest try scorer in Parramatta history. Uh, he has now scored six tries in four games against the Cowboys as well. Kyle Felt scoring tries in Kyle Felt fa- fashion as well. Uh, he has now scored 13 tries in his past 12 matches against the Eels after grabbing a second half brace. Uh, Eels back rower Jermaine Hopgood has come up with 33 offloads this season to lead the NRL in that category. That's pretty solid from him. And his ball playing is first class as well, especially when the Eels are on the front foot. He was super solid tonight. I thought that was one of his better games as well. Probably the best game I've actually seen from him uh, in the NRL. So super solid one there from Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, The Cowboys are now conceding 25 points per game through the first 13 rounds. At the same stage last season, they were only giving up just 12 points per game. So uh, 
definitely an obvious decline there from last year. Let's see if they can improve on that going into the next few games. The Eels have now won four of their past five games against the Cowboys as well. The Cowboys' only previous visit to Combank Stadium resulted in a 42-4 loss to the Eels in 2020. So uh, a few stats there to finish off that review. If you have to pinpoint this game to anything, it definitely has to be the forwards for the Eels. They really won that battle. Uh, and through Wiramu Greg as well, he has really had a solid past few weeks, a really solid past few weeks, breaking a lot of tackles, you know, and just looking dangerous every time he had the ball in his hands as well. As well as the Eels forwards who were doing really well in this one. Uh, look, Moses, he was very quiet before that, um, That obviously, the try uh, to win the game in the 79th minute. But um, he was very quiet in this game, particularly in key stages where he really needed to stand up and do something, get the ball in his hands a little bit more during sets. There were some sets he did not touch the ball once. I think he was carrying a leg injury. He had his leg heavily strapped, so definitely one to watch over the next few weeks. But he was very, very quiet before the last minute of the game. Dylan Brown was pretty much running that side along with Clint Gutherson. You know, there's talk of moving Gutho into the halves as well. It's going to be a very weird change if that does happen. I'd much rather say Dylan Brown keep that sixth spot. I'm don't think that change is going to happen anytime soon. The, the commentators were obviously talking about it last night. I just don't think that's a change I see happening. Uh, but yeah, look, Dylan Brown, we've been barking orders that he needs to get more involved. And, you know, he has in this game. He definitely has. He was getting a, a lot of ball in his hands. And Moses was the one that was quiet, which was very interesting to see. You can't really say much now, though. He obviously did win them the game with that try in the 79th minute. So the Eels did win this one, but fuck, the Cowboys came very, very close. Chad Townsend's kicking game in this one uh, was fantastic. Tom Dearden and his ball playing. Again, he was someone that I wanted to get uh, to get a little bit more involved as well. Tom Dearden, he's so dangerous when he runs at the line. Uh, and he has an awesome left foot step as well when he you know really draws in those defenders. Uh, he is super solid when running the ball, Tom Dearden. It was very strange not to see him get totally, uh, you know, heavily involved, sorry. Uh, but Chad Tianzani's kicking game was great. You know, Scotty Drinkwater was okay through the back as well. Again, another person I thought that could have got a little bit more involved in this game. Uh, but yeah, look, I was impressed with Robert Derby out, out on the edges there. Uh, and I thought that Kyle Felt was quite good as well, obviously scoring those two tries for the Cowboys to get them back into the game. All in all, much closer than anyone thought it was going to be. But the Eels do get the job done as predicted. Well,